Josh Snyder. You're watching Top of Discussions. I'm here with Wade Anthony of Anthony's Locker, 4314 Butler Street, Lawrenceville, PA. What is Anthony's Locker? Uh, premium sneaker store, uh, buy, sell, trade, premium sneakers, and high fashion. Cool. How'd you get into that? <sighs> How did I get into it? Um, basically, just um, like at my locker in high school as a senior. Couldn't really afford much, uh, like sneaker wise, because these shoes are like two hundred bucks. Yeah. So like, I basically would just trade my like stock that I had and tell people like, hey, meet me in the locker room after practice. We'll do that. So then uh, when I came here, yeah. no one was buying sneakers yeah. like they were in D.C. That's where I'm from. Yep. And um, so I just started up the business. Was doing it for four years in PA, and then all of a sudden just came across an opportunity, took it, and that's yeah. we're here three years later. Yeah. So you you've been uh, in Lawrenceville for how long? Three years. Okay. Um, it's been definitely a learning experience, but it's yeah. definitely I wouldn't I wouldn't change anything. What was so right now, and, and especially people that are, are not in Pittsburgh or, or from Pittsburgh, they might not know what Lawrenceville is like. So can you tell me a little bit about how it is now versus how it was three years ago and maybe ten years ago? Amazing question. So like, <laughs> uh, so three years ago. Well, I, let me go back even further. Three years before I even got there, yeah. drug infested, a lot of heroin, uh, prostitution, mm -hmm. run down. A lot of businesses were, you know, the very, very, very old mom and pop shops there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that existed from that area, I would say, is probably Wagner's yeah. um, and Renner Center. Yep. But besides that, um, it, when I got there, it's probably only like two good restaurants there mm -hmm. and uh, a vape shop and a tax uh, tax return place. I think it was Liberty. And that was it. Um, now, you got Natural, uh, you got Vandal, you have Industry. Um, bougie food. We got a lot of bougie food. Um, and the, the nightlife is actually there now. Right. So it's like, I, I remember uh, during school season, I would extend my hours just because there's a whole nother clientele that I wouldn't reach if I had just left at a regular nine to five. Yeah. So um, it's a tremendous change, and it looks amazing. There's so much opportunity for more people to come down. Hmm. Um, it's a, it's definitely a diamond in the rough right now. Absolutely. So I believe that you create the culture you want to you want to surround yourself in, and I think you've done an excellent job of that. Whether it's with your online presence or you're in the, in the shop, how would you um, how would you describe the culture of what you're doing? So. <clears throat> the culture of what I'm doing is it, definitely changed. So first, it was more of a lot of questions, mm -hmm. like what am I doing? Yeah. Um, what am I wearing? Mm -hmm. Why? And yeah. now it's like, oh, there's opportunity. I can do this to myself because my story isn't one of those things where like I was handed. It was, you know, basically started off four pairs of shoes, and now I have over like 400 pair. Yeah. And I've been on this, like I said, by myself, my own boss for three years. Yeah. So um, now it's like. You got these kids that are 12, I would say 10 years old, 11, 12 years old. Mom and dad are even buying into the culture. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, yeah, we got to get in line every Saturday and resell these sneakers. Yeah. You know, I mean, my kid's making an extra $200 a month. I mean, $200 a week. Yeah. And um, and now people see me as like an a OG kind of like. Yeah. And so people come down and they, they try to still cop the, the untouchable releases, things that don't Pittsburgh won't ever see unless – someone travels like myself yeah. and grabs them and obtains them. So right. um, that's definitely the culture now. So it's more of a partnership versus, um, you know, uh, a novelty thing now. Right, right. So it's pretty cool. Absolutely. And you, you do travel 
and you you go whether you have shows or you travel to buy you know you tra- travel to sell and yeah. that that makes your store a little bit different yeah so like i guess a little prehistory on myself so yeah. like um basically i've been doing this like in the middle of the ebay era so um i've been doing this since 2006 2007 yeah and um so basically about 11 years mm. almost now and my customer client base is from all over the world i have customers in paris i have customers in australia i have customers in belgium germany um, london canada mexico you name it yeah. and so my online presence is just amazing so as far as uh obtaining these releases have become more vast because there's more influencers that are from all over that they don't have that Nike power yet where they can just like distribute to the whole world. So there's certain things where I use my connects and I travel there for these like sneaker shows like sneaker con and I go all over the place for those. So I haven't traveled crazy, crazy yet. Mm -hmm. I've been to like Chicago, the New York's, the, the Florida's, the Georgia's, North Carolina's, you know, the whole East Coast, basically. Yeah. But I want to start expanding, getting to, like, the L.A., the Dallas's, yeah. um, the Vegas. I want to start going to the Canada sh- uh, shows, and I want to go to London, and then yeah. hopefully I'll go to an Australian one, um, just so I can take my career to a whole nother level and actually expand my, like, my thinking as far as being a creative in, like, the, the fashion culture. Right. Now, give me a price range. You have shoes that sell between people that don't know man 20 bucks to nah let's let's change that because uh, 35 at least no no not even at least <laughs> me me and jeeve we've seen some things come through the shop man and i would say five dollars yeah to 30 grand 30 grand 30 grand. For 30 grand 30 grand to retro paris out in paris yeah. size nine 2016 air mag size nine yeah yeah that was it 30 grand yeah. Came with a certificate. It, it, it came with a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, auto lace shoe is only eighty nine in the world. It's pretty. It's just a really dope shoe all around. Yeah. We've had some other shoes, but like that's the one that's most um, expensive. Um, I would say the other ones is like twelve grand. The same shoe, but different year. Mm-hmm. They just in auto lace. Twelve grand, five grand, eight grand. I had three of them. Um, so those were exciting. Those are always dope to get rid of. But Absolutely. it's it's kind of like one of those double-edged swords like you you want them in the shop so people can see them yeah but it's like it doesn't mean no good yeah you gotta hold it like if someone's gonna 30 30 grand like how many how often do you have a lottery ticket just sitting there like and what's crazy is about that story the uh the guy who won that shoe it was a a nike raffle so you had like purchase a ticket off the app and each ticket was ten dollars and all the money went to the uh parkinson's um you know foundation by michael j fox so he purchased one ticket, so it was a consignment. Yeah, so yeah. he paid ten dollars and had an unmarked like truck drop the shoe off with two security armed drivers yeah. to his house. Then he brought it to me, and then I, I sold it. it. Yeah, yeah, I had it sold in three days. Wow. Yeah, I think the most expensive Air Mag in that year, I think, was one hundred nine thousand dollars. Yeah. But it was like for charity. Yeah. And um, I think it was the guy who owns the company Crep, which is a, a repellent company for sneakers. That's crazy. And you have, uh, so tell me exactly how the process works. So you could either, you have a few different options. Like you can buy a shoe straight up. Right. You can consign. Right. And a lot of people can sign. 
and or you know obviously you're selling everything you have now what's the advantage like I, if I wanted to I could sell my sneakers on eBay but there's a, there's a better chance of you selling it because you have more before you have a store you have there's there's reasons to come to you and try to get you to sell it right right so like when you come straight to me you automatically get 11 years of expertise yeah. coming with it so I mean some people are selling stuff they don't even know if it's real or not which kills the game in itself. Absolutely. So when you come to me, I can tell you what the market is. I mean, if you want something done fast, I'll, I can advise you on a certain price where we both can still make, you know, our money um, and, and feel good about it. Um, if you want to sell it high and you have patience, I can do that too. I have a clientele that, you know, some, some of my clients really don't care. They want it right now. Right. Um, I tell people all the time, like, you can sell it on eBay, but the thing is you have a, a regular job that you have to go to still to make your money. This is what I do 24-7. You have a regular job that you can go to, yeah. but then when there's questions to be um, answered, you have to wait until it's you know you're done with work or done with your whole life responsibilities. Right. It just sits in your closet. When people ask for pictures, you may forget. It could be two days later. All of a sudden, no one wants it anymore. Right. These shoes are so impulse buy that you have to do it now. If you message me right now, I, my girlfriend will tell you right now. I'm always on my phone. Yeah. Like if working. I, I'm working. Always on my phone. If you contact me, I get mad if, like, I see a message that's there. Like, I, I hate having, like, that one red bubble on my iPhone. Yeah. Notifications, have all of them have to be cleared. So um, I'm constantly doing that, and I'm taking pictures. I'm willing and dealing. Um, I some I do make the executive decision. Sometimes I do take the hit in my, my personal fee yeah. just so I can get the sale. So I'm more inclined because consignment is free money for me. Yeah. So if something's going for 200 bucks, you get 180. If someone's like, "Look, 190 cash," I'm gonna just take it. Yeah. I still make 10 dollars of something that wasn't mine. Right. You still get your 180. We all win. So I mean, that's where it is. And also too, I know how to protect uh, the item from fraud, like sending stuff to people without it being a scam right. or whatnot. Um, I'm very vast in that. We've had tons of attempts, and we know how to. And also too, we're insured. I have so many customers that have been broken into. Yep. There was a huge one on 38th Street where the guy lost 63 pairs of shoes. And he came, he came back to the shop a month later, you know, once he got his insurance. I mean, well, he didn't have insurance, but once he, you know, got some money saved up, yeah. he came back to the shop and he had to start all over. But something happened to us. We've been broken in one time. Yeah. And we got that check in three, in three weeks. And everything was paid for. Yeah. And some. Right. And, I mean... You can't really make up these type of items. I just talked about a thirty thousand dollars shoe. Right. You know what I mean? Like if that gets robbed from someone's house, I'm pretty sure most insurance companies are gonna look at you crazy yeah. that you just asked for thirty thousand right. dollars. For me, they're just gonna be like, All right, cool. We we see it on the internet. Right. You pay for the insurance, this is your check. Right. Yeah, my premiums go up, but who cares? That's what I pay them for. Right. You know what I mean? So right. uh that's the best part. But also too, what um it's funny that you brought up this question because it's like this is like a thing that I just um, instilled in myself um, yeah. I was talking to a bunch of other owners um, and basically like I want people to respect the business a lot of small businesses uh, a lot of people ask for like um, you know handouts and discounts sure. here it's like we demand the respect right. so we we tell people like look let's work together that's why we do the consignment right. because we do buy which is a huge part of our business yep. but i also have the power to say no we don't want to buy it so we are uh, a store with a culture where it's like we're not here just to give 
you know, we're also here to make money and we remind people that too because it's really easy for people to try to do our job by just coming and taking money. It's a quick dollar for them and it makes it harder for us. So um, at our store, it's like, hey, like we don't mind paying, but like you got to give back a little bit too. So we slow it down and it's crazy. Ever since I've been saying no, we've had tons of consignment come in. I've never had this much inventory ever to the point that I just cleared out my whole back to add space. So we do buy, sell, trade. If you don't have any money, bring your old dirty shoes and we can make a discount for you. So it's pretty cool. You have other services too, right? Like you'll clean up shoes, you'll repair them, you'll paint them. Yeah, so we, we do uh, refurbishing. Right. So if you got like mud, blood, rocks, gum, all that stuff, like we start off with like 15 bucks, come in three days later, we take care of it. It looks good. Um, scuffs, I mean, we can do everything except for like, you know, things that like tear like rips yeah. and tears like you know what i mean like that's that's just that's material yeah that's just material like right. and even that can be fixed but like i just prefer not to charge that because right. you might as well just buy another shoe but we do all that we do like customs so if you like a shoe and you just wish it was a different color like oh man i like it i just wish this was pink yeah i could just change it pink for you like you know we, we start off with like 50 bucks um, those jobs we just base you know minimum a week um, more complicated jobs you know up to a month mm -hmm. but we do all that um, for the most part I mean we like to have fun we want people to have what they want you know what I mean so yeah. uh, you could take something turn it into something that you really want because these shoes are really expensive so we give that outlet where you can you know hold on to those things right for someone that may not be in you know sneaker game sneaker head you know that kind of mentality um i've seen people walk in your store and they walk out and they're like why is someone charging 300 dollars for a pair of used shoes and they think it's crazy what is what is like like what's the why do get people get wrapped up in it i mean it's it's like trading cards right? it, it, it seriously is like the pokemon cards of yeah. the 2000s so like no one knows why we're going bonanza for these three dollar packs of starter pack you know uh cards right. but I mean, it's all about demand, supply and demand. Right. I mean, it's, I fashion. it's fashion. They, you see someone on TV with yeah. it. You're like, I want that. Like, I got a pair of Balenciagas on my wall. Everyone saw AB in the God's Plan video with Drake. And they're like, oh, that looks dope. Right. And then, like, I just, like, legit had one a kid today. It was like, yo, how much for these? Right. One is on the tag. It's, that's another <laughs> annoying thing. But I was like, it's a thousand bucks. Yeah. And I tell these kids all the time, like, you guys think this stuff is easy. And I think we've gone so where a lot of people are so out of tune right. because there's so many Insta like Instagram, like right. uh, celebrities, Facebook celebrities. It looks, accessible. It looks super accessible because right. it's like, oh, this guy, all he does is makes jokes and he dresses well. can't be that much. Right. And then all in all, no one does their research. Right. And it's like, yo, this is Balenciaga. Balenciaga is up there with Louis Vuitton, Gucci, Burberry. And that stuff's not cheap. I mean, you get a belt, it's 400 bucks. You know what I mean? Like, that's, it's not cheap. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just one of those things where it's like supply and demand. Back in the day when I was in standing line, like 2012, 2011, um, it'd be 100 people waiting overnight. Mm. Like, I'm talking about like 16 hours yeah. for one shoe. And it's not to resell it either. It was so they can have it. Yeah. Because if they didn't wait in line, then they had to come to a guy like me where I'm charging double or triple because if I charge double, I sell out too quick. Right. I start triple, it takes me a week, but I still get it. So it's just like one of those things is like, hey, can you blame me? Like, right. 
I just so happen to be very loyal. These guys, they, I'm not saying my whole operation, but <laughs> put like this, I get the pairs and I find a way and then I make money. Yeah. So therefore it's, um, yeah, people just wait in line because you either going to pay triple, quadruple, or you can get it at retail and you just had to wait in line. And you know, it's crazy. I've seen people wait in line and it's like negative degrees out. Yeah. I've seen people with tents. I've seen people like hook up extension cords to light posts and had NBA 2K, <laughs> like with a fire. Like I've seen so much stuff. I've seen like cots. It look, we look homeless. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's crazy, but no one sees that stuff. They just see the stores open right. and they just see that there's a shoe on the shelf. They don't even understand that that shoe came out. Some of these shoes that I sell are from like 1985. 1974 never worn yeah. it's a collector's item like you don't go into uh, a pawn shop or like a uh, I don't know which one of those places like a sporting goods place that has collectibles and you walk up and be like yo let me get that uh, Babe Roof card right it's like oh it's just a card I got like a dollar like right. no it was 50 cents back in the day five cents probably and that card I just when I went and got some stuff appraised that card in mint condition is a hundred grand like I understand people not, but that's not my market, and like I really am not even gonna waste my time to explain it because right. even explain it, that means you don't even have that type of passion to spend that type of money. Right. Like the the guys that own other shops like me, yeah. like my guy uh, Jace from Urban Necessities out in Vegas, yeah. he spends twenty grand a day. Yeah. You know what I mean? I got some guys that buy stuff from Flight Club, they spend a hundred grand a week, yeah. and it's like people are like, are you nuts? And it's like, yeah, no, like we're good. Right. We're good, so whatever. There's a reason for it. There's a reason. Like, I mean, even when I got some stuff on my feet, like, I call my sneakers insurance policies. Like, we just yeah. get get rid of it. If I ever need money, I'll just get rid of one, and we're good. Back on the boat. Right. So, yeah. That's amazing. And uh, I think because it is fashion, it's because of something people wear, it's something, whether it's collecting or because you just want to wear a really cool shoe, it feels nice. I mean, you get the boost of, like, <laughs> I, it's funny because Josh <laughs> finally hopped over as he's wearing them right now. He's like bouncing around. Um, he like this is your second pair of boost, and you were just like, what were you wearing before? Just like, whatever. Yeah. And it's like Josh going to date and be like, I look good. I'm like, yeah, you look good. I said, you comfy? Hell yeah. And it's like, <laughs> it's just dope. So um, now I'm glad. I mean. You, I mean, it, all it takes is, like, that one purchase, right. and it's really easy to get soaked in. Like, I can only imagine, like, if you were a sneakerhead, you, your room would be full of boost. But you're content, and I love it, that, <laughs> even that you're wearing it right now. So, like, for me, like, I just do it because, like, I like just feeling comfortable. Yeah. So, if it flo- if my whole outfit flows, yep. that's it. If I'm doing something where I'm selling something and I want to stand out, yeah. then I put on something crazy. But, like, that's why I like the versatility in my collection. Mm-hmm. I like just having stuff that people can't get. Yeah. It's dope. It's just, like, for me, it's, like, all right, cool. I've established myself as who I am. Right. And it's, like, I was allowed to get that. And it's, like, entering, like, the clubhouse. And it's, like, yeah. all right, yeah, you can have that. And if you're not a part of the clubhouse, you have to pay crazy. Right. So, yeah, I like that. So, t- take it back just a little bit for um, you were talking about how people will camp outside of the store and what I think a lot of people don't realize is with these big releases, you're, th- these shoes are only coming out in 5,000, 7,000 shoes at yeah. a time. And you have, you might have 5,000 shoes, but you got 50,000 people that want them. That's yeah. why there's supply and demand. That's yeah. why people will pay double, triple. 
So, so like your average American release is around like a hundred, hundred thirty-four thousand. Mm-hmm. It's like a, I know it's a random like strict yeah. number, but like that's usually the average. Sure. Now, so that's just Jordan, like, and we call those a general release. So the nickname for that is GR. Yeah. Um, so that's a GR release, and those are like the releases where you can kind of be late to a release and still yeah. get lucky. But, like, even though those shoes don't sell out right away, like, give it two or three days. All 100,000 are gone. Like, they're gone. And sometimes the market doesn't go too crazy. Like, if they don't sell too quick. Uh, if you got 100,000 made, there's a million people tomorrow. Oh, without a doubt. No, without a doubt. I mean, you got to think about it like this. They come out at 8 o'clock a.m. on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Some people have jobs. Some people got kids. They got responsibility. Whatever life has going for them. They just can't make it. Some people just had a bill. They probably can't do it until next Friday. Yeah. But there's still a hundred thousand people ready to go right now, mm-hmm. and what's crazy is like I catch that wave of the people from the next day, I catch the next week people with paychecks, mm-hmm. and then some people that have to just save up just to get it. Yeah. So like that's where my job is, but it's mm-hmm. like they have to pay that premium because they weren't ready. It's right. I mean if someone was like, hey, I got this ticket to go see Beyonce and Jay Z, it's free. You just got to be here at this time. But we're in Bloomfield right now, and I'm like, oh, man, I'm in Lawrenceville. Even though I'm across the bridge, if someone heard that and was in Bloomfield right next door, I lose. And if that person wants to turn around and say, hey, I got it for 1000 if I really want to go, that's the price that I'm paying. Like, right. And if I don't want to pay, I'm not going to go. Right. So, and, and, the, and where I, the reason why I use that, that example is because Jay-Z and Beyonce are going to be in town one time, right. and then the tour is over. Yeah. So it's like you have to make a decision. Do I want it or not? And if I don't, I have to watch everybody else who experienced that thing. Mm-hmm. And if I do go, it's like, all right, cool. I spent all this money. So you have to kind of balance, like, is the experience worth? So I tell all my customers, like, look, if you really love it, you're going to rock it. Like, spend that money, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? How many other shoes are you going to really love? Like, you got this one. Yeah. And usually that's, like, my best selling point. And uh, people usually go with it. Some people not feeling it. It's fine. But there's right. going to be something that's going to catch their eye. Yeah. So. Well, go, going back a little bit more business, like what would you say, I mean, these, so you had four years where you were selling, you know, door to door, yeah, online, out eBay, the trunk, out the trunk, whatever, and then you've had three years, so seven years in total. Yeah. Is that right? Yep. Okay. There's definitely two sets of rules. So give me some examples of uh, some major lessons you learned, both out mm-hmm. the trunk and mm-hmm. then at, at having a storefront out the trunk meet yeah. everybody in a public place yeah. unless you know who that guy or okay. female is okay. um like i honestly if i like paint it like my story from out the trunk on paper yeah. like the most success came in the dark like it'd be the darker colors like i've been in trap houses yeah. and if for those of josh's fans <laughs> uh, don't know what a trap house is it's like gang members and stuff like that hey dollars a dollar but like I've been in trap houses where it's like super shady characters yep. just sitting in a room and they just give you thousands and thousands of dollars and um, they'll pre-order, which is like they pay before the release. So basically they are busy, but they're paying me for service to be there on that right. that time. Um, basically, uh, they would give me like thousand thousand dollars and be like, yo, we need this on Saturday. Be back on Saturday. Yeah. And it's crazy. And then I've had some people that be like make an order, and be like yeah, I'm just gonna gift you money on PayPal. And for those who don't know about PayPal, you're not supposed to accept gifts unless you know them. So I've accepted gifts 
shipped out shoes and like they would do a chargeback because they're supposed to be friends so i like i remember one year i lost like ten thousand dollars and just scams like i've i've trust me guys i've taken all the failures for you already (laughs) like i've i've had a lot of learning experiences financially and like Trust me, I'm, there's a reason why I say no. There's a reason why I move like I do. But out the trunk, meeting people in person is a scary thing in general. It's right. like every Craigslist story you hear. I mean, it can happen to any of us. Right. And um, I've had people get shot. I've had people get stabbed. I've had people get killed, you yeah. know, trying to do this job because um, not these. Your people, but you've not, seen I've seen it. I've actually had one friend get killed in a release in D.C. Yeah. Um, in 2008. And um, it was for the um, electric blue foams. And a guy came out with a gun because you had to have the money right then and there. Uh, he knew everyone had at least 250 bucks on him. And he robbed the whole line. It's probably like 14K. And um, the one guy was wouldn't give up his shoes. And he shot him right there. And it was just crazy. So I tell people all the time, like, let the professionals that's been doing this do this. I don't think it's cool when – I mean, each his own. Don't get me wrong. This is just my opinion, so don't crucify me for it. But I don't think it's cool when people bring their kids out just so they can be another body in line, so they can get another pair. Like, when I get multiple pairs, I'm one guy. Like, I don't have an army, even though I should. I don't have an army. I just have my established relationships. See, there are people out there that, like, use their kids as bodies so they can, like, basically loophole the system so they can have multiple pairs. And you have six-year-olds, seven-year-olds out in line overnight. You know what I mean? So it, it's super dangerous, but um, I I don't I'm at a level now where my reputation is exceeding me. I don't do lines anymore. I rather just do the work. do do, do put the work in. Yeah, I, I've already done my my job. I can make a phone call now, and those people know who they are. I appreciate you all, um, but I do that, and we're at a point where my clients pay a little bit much, so it evens out. But uh, now with a store, yeah, uh, you got to have a team that's trustworthy definitely got to have a team that's trustworthy and i'm not i'm not even worrying about like yeah i'm not i'm not even like i'm not even talking about like oh man you're late i mean we all know yeah i (laughs) g is smiling so hard right now like i am not the best with time i mean but like i feel like that's one of my perks of being an owner i don't care like there's no one's gonna write me up so but as long as we open we open you know i mean so but when i say as far as trust it's like I need you to think just like me when I leave. And if you don't know, like, put the ego aside and just ask me a question. Because I respect that 100% versus, like, I mean, like, there's some things, like, just go with it. Like, if it's like, yo, the customer, like, the price is 100 customer's got 80 bucks. I'm like, dude, if you don't make that sale, like, I don't care about that stuff. I'm talking about, like, it's like, hey, man, like, I don't know, it was 1000 He offered me 500 I know, like, we didn't have a sale all day. I just took it. Like, no, nah, we're not running with that. And, like, it all boils down to, like, we do bad decisions like that. Like, the bad things just trickle after that. Right. And also, too, like, when I say trust, like, you can't just – you got to have a team that sees all this money. Right. You have to have people that have been around money before. Right. Because as an owner, and, I mean, you can you – can, I know you yeah. can jump in on this one. There's a lot of money that, trans, like, comes through in transactions. Right. But that's not all ours. It goes right. back into the overhead. It goes back into the equipment. It goes back into inventory. It goes into the employees. And it's like, we make good money. I wish I could take that money and put it in my pocket. But it's like, if anyone gets greedy and thinks like, oh, he's making all this money, I want a bigger cut. 
it's a wrap for that person. And for me, like, as soon as I start seeing greed, right. you're done. So right. I, I've learned to put my foot down yeah. and speak my mind as far as, like, if something doesn't feel right, right. I'm just going to ask you straight up. I don't care if we're at a, an event. I don't care if yeah. I'm in front of your mom's. I'm <laughs> just like, hey, hey, let's talk about, like, just 30 minutes ago. Like, what just happened? Like, what was that? Right. Yeah, I mean, like, we just got to did it right then and there. And if, as soon as we're all on the same page, that's when you start progressing. Yeah. So I don't I, – I let things linger, and right. I used to have questions, and I would wait right. until someone would mess up. Right. Now it's like, nah, like, let's let's talk. Let's, let me pull you to the side. Sure. So that's where I'm at now. And to put that into perspective, because, you know, I, I appreciate numbers. I know you do too. Let's say you have a million dollars move through a store. Right. And you make 10%. Right. That's 100000 that you get. So obviously that's a – great amount of money yeah but people see there's a gross versus net right and people see the million and they're like oh you made a million dollars right no you didn't make a million dollars you made a hundred thousand right which is awesome and it's hard to do but it costs you nine dollars to make that last dollar yeah i mean that 10 and it's like and we're 90 10 split (laughs) yeah so yeah of course like no it's i i think a lot of people forget Besides the, even the, the aspect of just owning a business that's yeah. expensive, yeah. we have a livelihood that's expensive as well. Right. And it's not because, like, oh, we choose to live, like, like how we do. Yeah. It's just because, like, I've, I just want to be comfortable. Right. You know what I mean? Like, we work very, very hard as business owners. Right. And I like coming to a home that is nice. Sure. You know what I mean? Right. So it's not like I am. I'm not talking about like a mansion. Yeah. I'm not talking about a huge condo. I'm just talking sure. about like something is just like above where I was at when I was working my older job. Right. Yeah, you gotta, you, you gotta, gotta provide for yourself. What's the reason to do it if you're not gonna? Exactly. You gotta have either some sort of joy, some sort of you know. You gotta be creating something out of it for yourself through the entrepreneurship. Yeah, that like for me, like owning a business is like I don't look like they always say like. <laughs> My girlfriend was saying this yesterday. I would never trust a skinny chef. Yeah, yeah I mean, you gotta like eat a little bit. You gotta, you gotta eat a little bit. Right. Yeah, you said it. She's laughing right now. <laughs> yeah, shout out to H. But no, like, um, but no, like, if I didn't have like nicer things, right. how can I charge you for like I, I'm trying to sell um, my Louis Vuitton baseball jersey yeah. um, from Supreme? How can I ask you for six thousand dollars if I don't even own any of that stuff or have a lifestyle that? Right. You're going to be like, oh, that's fake. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like, I'm selling Jordans, but my shoes got holes in them. Right. And it's like, you never have new shoes. And it's like, these got to be fake. This guy can't afford any of this stuff. And it's like, yeah. Like, so I got to make sure the store is always up to date. I can't have, like, we just changed the floors last, uh, thanks to you, uh, last year. Because yeah. the floors were looking crappy. Yeah. They were old. They were 15 years old. And we put three, it was like 3500 bucks in just to a floor. But the discount was amazing. Like, I ain't going to say what it was supposed to be. But, no, like, a lot of people don't see that. And I think that's the one biggest thing as a business owner yeah. is that it's not their business to know. But, like, yeah. damn it, we wish they knew. Right. Yeah. Actually, shout out to games in that. Uh, I, I was talking to Bill. Yeah. And Bill was like, so what do you do? And I told him. And he was like, does all your friends think that you have a lot of money? <laughs> I was like, yes. And he's like, God help them. So that's the one thing Bill said right before like we left. It was crazy. So I, it's a hundred percent consensus that that's what everyone thinks. Right. I don't know. It's weird. We work for it, though. But we work for it. Right. But it also hurts. Yeah. We also take all the hits. Exactly. Exactly. The the risk versus reward. Um. What uh, what's been some of your bigger risks? 
Woo, expansion. 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 That was a risk. That was a huge risk. What happened? I lost that fight. <laughs> <laughs> I lost that fight. I mean, I'm smiling now. Yeah. Um, I just got some good news today. Um, cool. Basically, like, kind of had a pushy partner. Yeah. It was like, hey, we're moving, we're moving. And he was kind of like my numbers guy. And uh, this is one of those guys that, you know, basically was part of the story of not trusting. Right. And basically it was a, a huge thing where it was like I as an owner, always listen to yourself as an owner. Yeah. Like no one else put the money in. If if someone doesn't put money in with you, don't listen to them, honestly. I would, I will never listen to anyone else who will not put any money in. Like I just won't. But this guy didn't put any money in and was trying to make business owner decisions. And I let that person into a circle that shouldn't have been open, like a door that shouldn't have been open. Yeah. And I let that person like sway me into a decision and I did it. And um, it was faster but than there, what I wanted. There was, a, there was a carrot hanging from a stick for you. It was definitely, oh man, it's a huge carrot. Yeah. Huge carrot. I'd hop, I was hopping my life away, but right. like for me, it, it made sense. And you know, it's actually crazy as much as I was forced into it. Yeah. Cause the one thing that hit me that made me go through with the decision, I remember when I first moved out and I got my first place, I was like, there's no way I can afford this rent. You know what I mean? Right, like right. Who, who pays this much in rent? <laughs> and I was like, I'm talking about like 600 bucks a month. Right? right. I'm like, who pays 600 bucks a month to live? And then I moved to another place and it was 800 bucks. And I'm like, who pays 800 bucks a month? <laughs> and then I opened up the store right. and I'm like, oh man, I got that rent and this rent. And then I'm like, you know what? I always complain about it. And then once I'm forced, I'm like, all right, I'm going to just force my, yeah, that's what I got to do. And I just got to work harder. What's crazy is like the expansion. I felt like it was too fast, which I still do kind of, but it was good. It's just that I didn't expand with the right people. And um, if I took my time and actually filled out who was working for me um, and actually had people that want better for me, because all in all, it's my, it's my passion. It's my vision that gets the, the ball rolling. Right. Everyone else, they can shine yep. once we're good to go. Yeah. Um, that's where things got messy, right. and I didn't take my time on the characters that I had, Absolutely. and they were nothing like what I'm trying to do or yeah. even a part of the, the culture of right. what I was trying to right. infuse. So uh, expansion, just make sure before you do it, you have to replicate yourself. Uh, you have to copy yourself. Right. So, I mean, if I want another place, there has to be another Anthony. You know what I mean? And when I say another Anthony, like that person has to have the same passion. Mm-hmm. They have the same drive. They got to have a little bit to risk as well. Right. And um, if they don't, I mean, honestly, could you imagine? It's like you own Macy's and you tell the janitor who comes in at night, like, hey, can you just run his register? He doesn't get paid to run the register. Right. He gets paid to clean. Right. So he's only going to focus on the cleaning. So all in all, in this big picture, is like no one cares about the big picture, what's trying to happen. They only care about making their money. Yeah. And in this business, I mean, honestly, yeah, money comes in, and that's basically what we do. Yeah. But you've got to have a passion for it because then no one's going to want to do it. Yeah. You know, people, people like to see the hard work. They like to see the process. Yeah. And they like to they want to come down there and show love. And if right. you're just like, give me your money, give me your money, it kind of pushes people away. Right. So, yeah, that's kind of like that's definitely a regret. Well, to speak to that, too. I, I, not a completely similar situation, but I, uh, I opened up a secondary shop in the south side okay. as well. Okay. Yeah. And, um, that was kind of like a test period for me. I had the extra machine and, uh, you know, 
the the money for the rent, and it, it was a very low risk situation. Right. So, I got a guy in there that could do the graphic design and do the printing, and it was a partnership. So I I've focused a lot on creating partnerships. I, I partnered with the the last print shop before I moved up the hill, and uh, and that was a fantastic deal for both of us. He was able. I to miss it a little bit. <laughs> I do. Um, you know what he got out of that was. You know, he had 500 customers. I had 500 customers. He was in business for five years. I was in business for two. And I left two years later. We both had 3,000 customers. It's crazy. Congrats, though. <laughs> Thank you. Congrats. And, uh, and you know, we were able to, to leave that situation both in a much, much better place. Um, I'm, I'm still creating partnerships, whether it's with someone uh, that that's going to do an advertising par- type of partnership or... Um, you know, I have something in the works where we're going to get a different machine that does something that's not paper, and uh, and we're partnering with with that person. But you have to make sure that there's something for them and something for you, right? And that it's even and it works for both of you, and that there's a fair trade and that 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 they're that they have a stake, and right? That, and that to what you're saying, right? It's important to uh, you know vet the people that you're going to be working with because they could take you know you have. We're not twenty years old anymore. We don't no. have we don't have nothing to lose like we did. You know? Yeah, trust and me. Now it's like if someone messes you up, they take what you got. They, you can't let that happen. Yeah, I mean, I take people so much serious now. Mm-hmm. Ever since like that whole thing, yep. just because like I know how it, like affected me personally. Yep. And um, I ask all the guys that like I'm working with, like, hey, like I'm very flexible when it comes to like what can you do right. with me. not for me because like we're you're gonna get something from me and i'm gonna get something out of you and the thing is is like the reason why i ask my guys like what they want to do is because it allows them to be them so when they're there they're all for me they're not like oh man i'm depending on this guy like you know blah blah blah. i'm not getting paid enough it's like no it's just like yo i choose to be here everyone chooses um and then i just like my goal is basically just get it to another level where like the ground up squad like that's definitely helped um can definitely be appreciated more because like only only i know like how much i wish i can do more but like my guys all understand as well so it's like i want to get my ground up team and then just like follow by like the 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 average range of what that worker would be but like my team i want to make sure they're all taken care of because um they did it because they wanted to not because it was like an uh, an ad in Craigslist, like, oh yeah, I got I got some money. Who wants to work? You know what I mean, it, it it's 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 super dope. So like, as we and you can see it when you walk in the store, like we're all having fun. We're just we're telling jokes. We get the customers involved. It's a more authentic feel, and um, so customers love it. I mean, one thing when we get our feedback and people are giving us reviews, yeah. they're like, oh, I had so much fun. It's the best shop in Pittsburgh. Like those guys are always doing like crazy stuff. I mean, people always want to experiment with us, and I think that's dope because. Yeah expressing your creative mind is a very uh vulnerable thing to do mm-hmm. and to actually like say hey like look i want to do it here that's like opening up your your your, cl- your doors yeah. to us and letting us curate it and you leave happy is even doper so absolutely so yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna put two things back to back which one do you think is more important cash flow or customer experience customer experience yeah only because like I made a ton of money without the yeah. store, okay. but, but I couldn't reach, like I was dependent on those customers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like only people who had my phone number could reach me. Fair. 
and that capped me out in inventory. And if you're capped out in inventory, you can only make but so much. Yeah. So I might as well just go back to work and be capped out with my hours. Right. So um, hmm. when I open up the store, it's unlimited. I can be famous tomorrow, mm-hmm. and I have as many people that can make it to Pittsburgh and Lawrenceville within my you know hour frame yeah. and make a ton of money because we have great customer experiences mm-hmm. where people are just flourishing, flourishing. Like, you know, we like I always mention G, he does camera work as well yeah. uh, for us, and like he puts us on YouTube and people can see that stuff. Yeah. We've had people come from Oregon, people come from Wisconsin, Chicago, we've had people come from all over the place. And they were like, yo, like, I've seen this. You guys are on this and blah, yeah. blah, blah. And, like, and that's so cool because if I was just doing this out of my trunk, do you think someone would call me and be like, yo, I just came from Florida. <laughs> I heard you had the best stuff in your trunk. Like, no right. one says that. Right. So, like, you, uh, the customer experience is cool. Like, mm-hmm. and, and it was, it's, it's not funny to say, but it's crazy to say that if I was still doing this out of my trunk, and yes, I was making good money, but the market and sneakers went down kind of like, and also too people have issues as well if i only had like 20 booming customers yeah. like i said i a lot of the places where i made that money were in the dark where i went to these trap houses a lot of these guys are either dead or in jail or they've moved because they can't be in pittsburgh right. and it's like if i was dependent on those guys yeah. i i expire i right. expire you know yeah. mean so and then so basically i'm in a space where like i can evolve i can change um with my surroundings yeah. Uh, no matter what, I mean, my reputation, my reputation is uh, up here. And if anything happened in Lawrenceville, I can always take and move and still be who I am yeah. and we're good to go. Mm-hmm. So the customer experience is definitely important um, with that whole situation that I keep bringing up. Um, it was a situation where like I, had to, I either take care of the customer first or I take care of myself first. Yeah. And one would have been detrimental to my brand and the other one was detrimental to my personal life i chose my customers and suffered personally um and what's crazy is i'm in a situation now where it's like anything happens i can openly tell tell the customer like hey like can you just wait till tomorrow and they're like i trust you 100 percent all my customers all 16.9 thousand customers that i have right now trust me um they, they have no problem leaving a thousand, two thousand dollar piece in my shop. Mm-hmm. They don't even look. Like we have it set up now with a form. They just type in their name, put in what they got. They hit, see, thank you. They're out. Yeah. They don't ask me questions. Well, what if this happens? They're like, Aunt, we've seen, we've done this before. My boy told me about this, or my girl told me about this. Right. It's so much easier. Yeah. But if it's just cash flow and people just see you with a bunch of cash but nothing right. to show for it, it's right. just like if I don't have a nice place to stay or nice shoes on. They're gonna question you and it's like, yo, are you just scamming people? Right. So it's yeah. yeah, yeah. It, so cash flow is really irrelevant. Yeah. More customers mean more money. If I had a million customers spend a dollar a day, and they're happy, that's a million dollars. Yeah. But if I took a hundred bucks from one person, they're pissed. Yeah. This is only one person I made a hundred. But I made a hundred bucks, but it's only one person, right. and I never I have a bad rep. Fair. So that's that's like my whole thing about it, and that's why it's so important to me. That's why. I don't like to alienate myself or seem like I'm so much might. I'm so mighty. Mm. Um, I like to seem very personable, um, I'm to the point where it's like you're talking to your cousin, you know, or your yeah. brother, yeah. you know. Like I've had, I actually have teammates right now. They have bad days, and we like, just come to the shop, and they love it. Guys just kick it, yeah. play video games. They can get out of their head for a second. Exactly. So it's not just a store; it's a locker because it's team oriented, right. stuff like that. So interesting. 
love yeah. it. Well, uh, tell me again, where can we find the store, physical location, online, plug all your spots. All right. So Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, straight, at Anthony's Locker, A-N-T-H-O-N-Y-S-L-O-C-K-E-R. And the website is The Locker, T-H-E-L-C-K-R.com. Um, the store is on 4314 Butler Street in Lawrenceville, PA, 15201. If you come in, say what's up to me, G, Steve. Um, if Josh is hanging out, say what's up to Josh, too. <laughs> That's it. Awesome. Thanks, man. And what, what, what can people find in there? Like, you got Supreme. Oh, you got man. Adidas, you got Nike. You, got you can find Bape, Palace, Supreme, Nike, Adidas, Puma, Reebok. Yeah. Oh, man. There's so many brands. Bear Bricks, uh, yeah. uh, you can find <laughs> Cause Dolls, Snoopies, you can find collectibles, you can find shoes that are broken, you can find shoes that aren't broken, brand new, repainted, mm-hmm. you can get your stuff clean, um, you can also just have a good time, have a good experience, if your girlfriend's getting some uh, ice cream next door, you can just save some time and just sit in the shop and just chill while she waits in the two hour line, awesome. so yeah. I'm leave you with one last question. Sure. Who, all, who, who are you... Uh, got Matt, Matt Gondek that signed your wall. Who, who all has been in your store and bought shoes from you that like blew your mind that they came in? I, so I don't watch TV. Yeah. I just got cable two <laughs> months ago. Okay. Um, so I had YFN Lucci. Um, I didn't know who he was. Yeah. Somebody from one of my stores that I shop with um, was like, yo, I got this rapper. He wants to come down. No, they didn't even say he was a rapper. Just said, I got this guy from Georgia. I want to come down and buy some shoes. He came down, and I was like, I'll open up. I just want some money. It was Sunday. I was closed. And he brings a 15-passenger, and I'm like, what in the world? I was like, you got a family reunion? And he's like, nah, I rap. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. I'm like, how long you been doing that? He's like, like, I've been doing this for like four years, five years. I was like, okay. And his DJ was like, yeah, I'm DJ Lavish. I'm like, dude, if I don't don't know him, I don't know you. So so he comes in. He spends like a ton of money with his MCM bag. That was dope. Uh, most recently, Fabulous came through. Cool. Um, that was amazing. Uh, John Geiger has been down there. Um, Always the dog. He's an OG rapper from Pittsburgh. He's done a lot of stuff with Wiz Khalifa, Young Dolph. Uh, he just left Detroit doing a shoot. Just you know, shouts to Oe. Um, who else? I, I know I'm forgetting some people. Matt Gondak uh, as an artist. I've had Cole from. Um, he's one of the Dornbecker kids who designed. Uh, from Make a Wish, that was cool. His dad, like, they came all the way from Oregon, came in the shop, and they, he beat cancer. So shout outs to Cole. Um, he was nine years old when he made that shoe. He's the only one, only kid to survive one, um, and have his shoe retro. Yeah, 2010 and 2013, back to three. Um, he came through. Um, it's just amazing. I we've had Juju come in when he was a rookie. Didn't even know who he was. It was before all the dancing and all this other stuff. But Juju, shout out to Juju. A lot of rookies came in. Um, man, don't get mad at me, guys. Um, uh, Trey, Island Trey, uh, six uh, from um, from VTech came uh, came through. Uh, let me see, my boy Marcus Allen came through. I it's one other guy, and I'm he's gonna be so mad if he's hearing this. But it was three of them that came through, and they're all dope. Um, we've had a lot of guys, yeah, a lot of Steelers. A lot of linemen, a lot of D linemen, DBs. Um, it's been fun, man. I, I really, I mean, like, I think a lot of people come to the shop because one, I used to play, and then two, like, I really don't care about celebrity status. Like, until right. you pay me, like, that's when I get excited. Right. But other than that, man, like, 
everyone comes through with the same energy. We're going to, you know, send it right back to them. So uh, shout out to all the celebrities, somebody's influencers. Uh, thanks for shopping. But yeah, we've had tons. Stop on in. Yep. You too, Josh. <laughs> Thank you.